0: Hello again everyone. Thanks for taking some time to get your career insight here on localjobnetwork.com radio. I'm Tim Yuma and this is Job Search guide where we lay it all out on the table to help you land that next great job. Now that of course includes a flawless resume and what types of words you may choose to use to describe yourself or what you've done. and trust me, there are some you should clearly avoid while others you just must be using. To get a feel for what types of words work best on the resume, we have Warren White joining the show. Warren is a dual certified human resources professional and founder of Humanist LLC. Warren, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Tim. How are you? I'm doing well. Also, Uh, I appreciate you coming on the show. And we're going to talk about the resume, obviously an important document. As I mentioned, we're going to examine some of those popular terms that people might use and determine what their impact is. But first, I wanted to ask you, what would you say to the job seeker they should be trying to express when they are writing up their resume?
1: Well, Tim, the most important things that job seekers want to convey when they're writing up their resume, first, they want to give a sense of, you know, generally what their responsibilities were in any given position, because that's really the way when you're a recruiter, you can gauge whether or not this person is going to be qualified to do what you're looking for someone to do. But the thing that really differentiates candidates is their ability to really have their accomplishments stand out. Mm -hmm. So those accomplishment-focused statements, particularly when they can be quantified, those are really the things, the elements that make the difference. So I know sometimes job seekers have a tendency to get kind of caught up in the language and all of those kinds of things. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that. Right. But really the most important thing is how well you can sort of succinctly point out your accomplishments and how well you know, I can in turn look at that versus another candidate and make the determination as to you know, which one is most desirable.
0: Well, and like you said, we're going to jump into some of the, the language here. And obviously, sometimes people maybe get a little too cute with it. Other times, they you know, are able to nail exactly what they're trying to convey on that resume. So I'm just going to, it's basically going to be like a word association. Okay. You know, I'll give you that term and you let me know what pops into your mind, maybe what you think of the person that uses that or, or why you would or wouldn't. Sure. And we'll kind of go from there. And then hopefully this will help out our listeners who are trying to fine tune their resumes. And the first one I want to go with seems pretty common, seems like a term people would use, go-getter what are your thoughts?
1: You know, I I think you're right. It is a fairly common term. I think it's probably a little overused and maybe also a little bit dated. Hmm. You know, it's not the most offensive term you'll come (laughs) across on a resume, but it's just a little bit overused these days.
0: So do you think they should do something with that? I mean, be specific in some way or how would you, if you do have that on your resume, how do you adjust that one?
1: Yeah, I I think you can be a little bit more specific. I mean, rather than saying that you're a go-getter, you can talk really about what are the things that you have gone and gotten, (laughs) you know, again, being more specific about your accomplishments. So I realize go-getter is kind of a shorthand term, Mm -hmm. but it may actually be more beneficial to write out a sentence that says, hey, acquired X amount of accounts new business accounts in the course of six months, something along those lines. It's a little bit more specific, a little bit more descriptive,
0: and it's just not, you know, sort of generic. All right. Let's pick out another term here. Let's go with achieved.
1: Achieved is a great word to use on a resume. Again, it's one of those words that you would use when you're detailing your specific accomplishment. Right. You know, a, a word like achieved is a good one for that purpose.
0: Along those same lines, perhaps at least when I see it, is another term, improved. How do you view that Mm -hmm. one as well? That's another great
1: one. You know, if you are a person that works in marketing or you work in sales or really, you know, a lot of different professions, but those are the two that really jump out to me. You want to show how once you came on board, you were able to improve things. Improved is a is a great word for that. It's clear and it's concise.
0: Now with the term improved, does it matter one way or the other if you're talking about improving something Say within that business, a process of some sort, or improving yourself in a way? Is there a a pro and con to either one of those ideas? No, I don't
1: think there's a pro and con to that. I think, you know, businesses are most. Look at things from the from the standpoint of what you can possibly do for them. Okay, when you can say that you've improved some sort of business process or some sort of business outcome, I think that that's what they're most interested in. But I think it's also important for individuals throughout the course of their career to be able to show
0: improvement. So
1: you know, I think the business aspects are probably most important, but it certainly can be used to talk about how you've improved personally.
0: I think you bring up a good point there, as far as everything you're trying to do in in landing a job you are trying to show the value you bring to the organization, not necessarily talking up how great you are, but what you can do for them, correct?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's all about what is the unique value? What is it that Tim brings to the job that Warren would not? That kind of thing. That's, that's what employers are interested in.
0: All right. Well, a little bit different, but I think a term plenty of people have used, or a phrase in this case, think outside the box.
1: That just goes into the category of being overused. Okay. I think So it's fairly descriptive. I think people have all have an idea of, you know, kind of what you're talking about in using that. But I think, again, it would be better to use slightly different language to kind of describe that that's just not quite so overused.
0: Mm -hmm. How about hard worker?
1: I feel like hard worker is kind of like everybody considers themselves to be a hard
0: worker. Right.
1: So. Using that on your resume is probably not going to really differentiate you from the other candidates effectively. And it's always better to show that you're a hard worker than it is to say that you're a hard worker.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, are there some terms, maybe like this one? I get the sense that it's obvious. Like you said, isn't everybody a hard worker? Like, would you put on there that you're kind of a slacker? Or would you tell people to watch out for terms that might be obvious in a way?
1: Yeah, I think hard worker is definitely one of those things, one of those words. Self-motivated is kind of one of those words okay. that's like, okay, yeah, we, we expect that you would be self-motivated, so <laughs> I don't necessarily know that that's really something that you really need to say. That's another another one that jumps into my head.
0: I think uh, you know, just in talking about these, I would hope that some of the listeners would think about their own resume and be like, yeah, I guess that's pretty obvious, or I maybe shouldn't use this term, or should. Right. And we'll get to more of those, obviously, as well. Let's take a look at influenced, another one that uh, I think you might like.
1: Yeah, influenced is another good one. That's a strong word because depending upon your position. So, for instance, you know, I work in HR, I'm not out externally landing accounts, those types of things. So, really, the ability for someone like myself to be successful in their job really relies on their ability to sort of influence decisions in one direction or another. It's a good word to use if, you know, a part of your job is really sort of consultative. Okay, and influencing management one way or the other, influencing behavior, that kind of thing. So I definitely think that that's a good word to use.
0: Is there any danger in using it that it could have a negative connotation in some way?
1: I'm trying to think of a specific scenario where influence could have kind of a negative connotation in the workplace. I mean, I guess if you influence somebody to do something that turned out to be the wrong thing to do, but I really can't think of for the purposes of writing your resume, I right. can't really think of a specific scenario where you know, that would be a, a, a bad thing.
0: Sure. No, fair enough. Uh, I know it's just come up in conversation with people you can talk about, like the power of sure. influence. Is it uh, mm-hmm. manipulative versus influence? But as you said, on the resume, it's probably not going to apply as much. Here's a term that I've seen again on, there've been a couple of lists I've seen where uh, these terms pop up and whether or not, again, they're good or bad to use. This one got an interesting response from my colleagues, Best of breed.
1: I have to say that like the phrase best of breed for me just conjures up images of the Westminster Kennel show.
0: Thank you. Exactly what I thought.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, I, I'm not sure why anybody would use that as a resume in describing themselves. And I don't know why you would describe someone else in that manner. And there's probably a better way of saying I, what I think they're trying to say.
0: Yeah. Have you seen that one? Did you see that as being popular at any stage in uh, in your profession?
1: Seen a lot of things. I can't, <laughs> I, I think I would recall seeing that. Right. So I can't say that it, it sticks in my memory, but I have been doing this long enough that really nothing surprises me. <laughs> well, I can't say I've seen it specifically. Uh, it doesn't surprise me to hear that somebody's put it on a resume.
0: And again, uh, for those listening, maybe it's just a case of somebody just trying to get too cute, be too creative with the language. So uh, always keep that in the back of your mind as well.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. And I think that's exactly what that is.
0: Here's one that's a little more, I would say, um, uh, normal, if you will, quote unquote, uh, trained or mentored?
1: I think those are important things. And particularly when you are are someone who leads people, if you're a supervisor, if you're in a management position, even frankly, if you're in a more junior position, let's say that you are in a coordinator level position, but you are able to help train a temporary employee or Mm -hmm. an intern or those kinds of things. Yeah, I think those are important because they imply a specific action. And that's what you're really trying to get at. So I think that those are good words.
0: Are those words that you would see stand out on a resume? Because they're pretty normal, mundane terms, but they obviously, in your mind, have a big impact.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I think it creates the implication that it tells me a little bit about what the person is about. Right. This is a person who believes in the value of coaching and is willing to share their expertise to help somebody advance in their own career, but also for the greater good to help the department achieve its objectives. So it seems like maybe kind of an insignificant word, maybe, you know, might be overlooked, that kind of thing. But I think you look for those kinds of things when you're really looking for candidates.
0: Right. Well, here's an interesting term that I came across as well, synergy. What do you think about using that one?
1: I have to be honest with you. I was sort of thinking about this ahead of time. And I I actually, I had to kind of go and look up the definition
0: (laughs) of the word synergy. Never, Never a good thing. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, you, I mean it's a word you see used so frequently, you hear it used frequently. I've seen it on resumes, that kind of thing, and now that I I've had a chance to kind of look at what it actually means, I'm not sure people actually use it correctly when they use it. Right. But again, it is one of those words that has become so overused that I think it just kind of, when you see it or when you hear it, it just kind of cues the eye roll. you know It's kind of like, oh, here we go again with synergy. So I think there's probably a better word or words that can be used to kind of convey that meaning.
0: Well, and I think even in your answer there, suggesting that you actually had to go look it up, considering this is part of your role is to be seeing these types of resumes, that should be a warning sign to people writing if if you even have to go look it up or you have to find the definition of a word, you should probably avoid using it.
1: Absolutely. I mean, you know, the real estate on a resume is so critical. You've got two pages really and you get six to 10 seconds to impress a recruiter. It's not a place to break up a thesaurus and, you know, use all the SAT words. It's a place to really convey meaning in a quick and efficient manner. And sometimes people just have a tendency to overdo it with, the, with words like synergy.
0: All right. Well, we are getting close to our time. I had one more term on here that intrigued me a bit because I can't say I didn't necessarily ever used it on a resume, but maybe it depends on your field, of course. And that's one as in W-O-N, one. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. So where you will see this, where I have seen this term used in particular, generally deals with sales professionals okay. talking about deals that they've been able to win. So you do see it from time to time, it does come up. And I do think it's you know it's effective because at the end of the day businesses are looking for folks who can deliver results and you are in a competitive process and you're able to win an account over a competitor. That's important. And that's something you definitely want to be able to convey.
0: And just looking at it too, it's interesting that it it stands out because it's not a word you really see and just the spelling of it. I don't know, there's something that grabs your attention. So I feel like even uh, aesthetically, it it helps you out on a resume.
1: Absolutely. It's a simple word and sometimes people overlook it because of its simplicity. It's a three-letter word, but it's, you know, it's, it's impactful.
0: Well, Warren, I definitely appreciate you coming on and trying to break some of these terms down. Obviously, it might depend on exactly what role you're in and, and what your responsibilities and accomplishments were. But I think an interesting exercise here to at least give our listeners some thought into what they might be putting in their resume. Despite all this that we're talking about, when it comes to a job description and using keywords, where's the balance there as far as what you should be pulling from that description and putting in the resume to make sure that you are getting through the process?
1: You know, that's a good question, and a lot of times it depends on how well the job description is written. Hmm. There are job descriptions that are very descriptive and and concise and well-written, and it's easy to go through them and identify what the most important things are. I read job descriptions frequently that are a page, two pages long, and I I can tell you, I I can't make sense of them. (laughs) It's very difficult to make sense of what are the most important things. Generally, job descriptions are written so that what's most important is closer to the top and the least important things are generally closer to the bottom. So if you're developing your resume and you're trying to identify the most important things and you're having a hard time, generally speaking, you can guess that the top four or five bullets are probably the things that are most important. If you're confused about it, sometimes you can parse those top four or five bullets Try and identify some of the keywords in there and then pull those out and make sure that they're interspersed throughout your resume. The other key to that is making sure that you use them in places where it's appropriate. You don't try and overload your resume with keywords, force them into areas where they wouldn't naturally fit. It's a little bit of a, to a degree, it depends a little bit on how well the job description is written.
0: Some excellent tips, though, as well there uh, for our job seekers out there looking to polish up that resume. We are going to have to close out this edition of Job Search Guide. We've been speaking with Warren White, again, a human resources professional and founder of Humanist LLC. Warren, thanks again for coming on the show and hammering out these terms with us.
1: My pleasure, Tim. Thanks for having me again.
0: And of course, if you'd like to get in touch with us, give us some feedback or maybe suggestions for future shows, you can send us an email to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. You can also find us on Twitter at the LJN. For everyone here at LJN Radio, I'm your host, Tim Muma. Take care, everybody.